Yeah, uh, to Rocker Mike and Rob present show today, and we have the famous <laughs> heavy metal living living legend Please. Leather Leone with us today. Good morning, guys. Uh, <laughs> Leather, I'm glad you joined us. It's it's early out in yeah. California right now. We're in New York City, so we really appreciate you of coming course. on. And yeah, and and you, I tell you, I mean, you were a trailblazer, still off in a lot of ways. And uh, I'd like to just really dive in here and, and, and kind of pick your brain and take you back a little bit because, you know, you go back to the early 80s. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Now, let's let's. Well, I do, too. So it's, it's not that long ago. But um, originally you're from Rochester, New Outside York, Outside of right? Rochester, Evan, Evan, New York. Oh, OK, OK. But you ended up on the West Coast. Yes. How did that happen? happen? I went to college, which I say very loosely, down in New Pulse, outside of New York City. (laughs) And I was just bored. And I was just singing in cover bands. Dude, I was just getting high. I was so bored. And um, I I called up a friend. Actually, a friend got in touch with me that I I was always into horses. And I used to train horses at this ranch. And a friend of mine moved out to Berkeley. I called her up and she said, hey, come on out and see me. And I came out. Jesus, I think it was the spring of... I don't know some year, and I just never left. I was probably in a band within. You you you, I was you moved Berkeley out to and Berkeley. back in. I mean, I always knew that I wanted to sing, but I kind of really didn't know what to do or how to do it. So back in those days, as you remember, they used to put um, things on telephone poles. Remember signs when they were looking for bands and stuff. So I walked by a telephone sure. pole, and some there was a chick band that said they were looking for a nail splitter. So I, I, a nail spitter. I'm sorry. So I just auditioned, and that was Rude Girl, and then yeah. I never left. Did you well, have yeah, singing experience yeah, before singing that, or always, what was? But um, uh, it was kind of in church, and then I yeah. did a bunch of cover bands in college. You know, where what do I do? I sang Joplin and Pat Benatar, and you know, and I, I remember I tried to sing like ACDC, but I couldn't. Wow, well, well, yeah, I didn't really to know sing. what I was doing, but I kind of said, "God, I, I kind of like this." You know, I couldn't do it, but I liked the idea of trying. So. What was what was some of your favorite bands like oh, you know, well, going I was, into I was this? Totally new thing. Into, what were you listening uh, to? You know, I'm from upstate New York, so it was Elton John and Fleetwood Mac and Heart. Somebody turned me wow. into Heart, mm. but I obviously had Zeppelin. You know, Zeppelin was always always on my mind too. Loved Zeppelin, still do. What about what about uh, no, what about I didn't like get Black Sabbath? Stuff till I moved to California. I was a late bloomer. And when I went, when wow, I oh, wow, wow, for okay. This band, that's what they said to me. They said, "Do you know who Bon Scott is?" And I said, "I do." Um, and they said, well, try to sing like that. And that's how it happened. And then they turned, what was that, 82, 83? And then they turned me on to Sabbath. And then I heard Dio. And then, you know, Metallica was rehearsing down the street. So, yeah, I was not a metalhead till I moved here. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. So you really, in a sense, you weren't a metalhead until exactly. you were in a metal yeah. band. Yeah. Wow. That, you know, it's funny that that part of your history I wasn't aware of. I yeah. wasn't expecting you to say that. Wow. Okay, now so this is the early '80s, and you hooked up with Rude Girl with drummer uh-huh. Sandy Sledge, right? Now you were—it was an all-female mm-hmm. metal band, and uh, some of those early gigs, uh, I understand, you played with like <laughs> yeah. uh, Exodus, it Megadeth. It was crazy. what was that like? Of course, back then everyone was fucked up, you know. Myself excluded. <laughs> oh, yeah. Myself yeah. excluded. <laughs> when I started singing in bands, that was it for me. It was so important for me to be straight and not be fucking stupid the way everybody else was on stage. But everybody was just partying. So it was just a scene. It was just a party. And, you know, it was a rough time to be an all-female band. to be playing these huge clubs with freaking Megadeth, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're really, you know, when, when I mentioned earlier about you being a trailblazer, <laughs> there really weren't that no. many female bands oh, or yeah. even with female yeah. members in the band. Okay, and so you're, you're, you're in an all-female yeah. metal band. And we were so convicted, uh, dude. I mean, we you know, thought we were priests, you know. We were like, fuck you, get out of here. And we opened up for Exodus a couple of times at this club called Ruthie's Inn in Berkeley. Mother of God, we got spit on. and fr- it, was, it was a great way to learn. It was a great training program. I mean, the Scrock and the Budweiser cans, and oh my! But then everybody would always come up and go, "Oh my God, you're fucking awesome!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like and a baptism by yeah. fire, right? We just dive right we in. We were supposed to open for Slayer, and I can remember going to the band. We're gonna get fucking killed. <laughs> but that never happened. But you, but you must, you know, yeah, you no, did it, no, right? No, no, you no, 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 no. But I tell you, it made me better because I looked yeah. at all these guys that were being adored for just being sloppy as hell. So that really cemented for me to be professional and sound like the record and stay straight and don't be a slut. And so it was a really, it was a really good learning ground for me. So you kind of took that all and as a way it. to be yeah, disciplined. Yeah. I started. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Now that's that's unique. That's unique in that business because. Well, you know, a lot know of people go the other way. It, dude. I got to tell you, I don't know how people sing the way we sing and get loaded. I, it, it, it's not that it's not easy for me, but it's something that I always had to work at. And mother of God, I had to be in freaking shape to do that, you know, and I still do. I had to be in shape. Yeah. Well, I mean, you being the, you being the lead vocalist, I guess you yeah, have to take that yeah. Yeah. care but of your voice. Nobody was doing that. it. And that, but I mean, and, people were going into the studio yeah in making everything sound great. And that's something else that affected me when I got into Chastain. You'd buy these records of all these great bands and then you'd go see them and vocally they would suck. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So A lot that, of production cover, cover, covering the, uh, covering the lack of talent. I'm, yeah, it's, it's still yeah, like that yeah, today. That was always my thing. I'm going to sound like the record. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. You know, for sure. Right. Right. No, I mean, I, I definitely appreciate that. And I come, I actually, I mean, I remember Chastain very well, but, but yeah, I'm yeah, more yeah. from like a punk background. So, so it's similar thing where like, you know, you're going to come out there and, yeah. and, and just be yourself. You're not going to, you're not going to yeah. make this overproduced not if, piece of garbage and then come out. Not if, the, not if you're Gigi yeah. Adam, you would just come out there, say three songs and then <laughs> you start throwing shit in the crowd. That's a whole different. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that's, that's, the, that's just to add on to your lack of time. You know, if you, you don't go. get hit by a Budweiser yeah. bottle or shit, <laughs> which one's coming first? You aren't, do, you aren't doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, What's interesting is now Rude Girl was making a little bit of noise and, and you guys got offered a deal with Columbia. Sandy Perlman was supposed you know to produce you, know you, guys, you guys, I understand, right? It. it sounds like this wonderful romantic story and it really wasn't. It was, that's when I really learned too that a democracy doesn't work. And, you know, we were all girls and it's truly true. Everyone was always fucking emotional and this girlfriend and that boyfriend. And, and it used to drive me crazy because they were getting high. And I wasn't at the time. So it it just used to piss me off. It still does. You go to LA and you have a four o'clock meeting. Everybody fucking shows up at 420. Don't waste my time. So what happened was, yeah, all this big thing was supposed to happen. But I was also getting a little leery of this because Perlman used to come down to our 
um, rehearsals and we would make these tapes and nobody would ever say anything about be about but the vocals like they do now, you know, oh, you're flat. Oh, let's do that. There was never any mention about anything. And it started scaring me. It was going to be like a freaking nostalgia actor. You know, they wanted to dress us up like soldiers. And, and I knew in the back of my mind that mm. it wasn't going to be for real. It was going to be like a fucking leather angel gig, you know, where it was just, oh, come see the girls. Yeah. So I was a little leery anyway. And I also, I got to tell you, I had a lot of people in my ear that made me think I was better than all of them. Um, and I went to the lawyer's office. God, we even, oh, uh, Country Joe Fitch was the lawyer. And I went and sat his, in his office <laughs> at the designated time with my pen. And it was 45 minutes later and the fucking band wasn't there. And that was it for me. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm done. So, and then I walked home and I called Mike Verney. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Holy wow. Holy. Okay. So, I mean, there, there really was no, no big no. time lapse in between. I know no. you jumped right in with Chastain. But, you know, if I could just give a little input here, because we're fellow New Yorkers, okay, native New Yorkers. Now, what you're talking about with California and people showing up late and being like, like, that's just California. Okay. You know, you know, New York, New York is, you know, New York is like, listen, we don't have no time. uh, Don't be 20 minutes late. Show up on time. You're still, dude. Oh, my God. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then people get it mad at me. Well, I called you at 1107. Fuck you. That's not 11 o'clock, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you 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 got you called up Mike Vaughn from Shrapnel. He had been my friend. Okay, and I became friends with him right away. Yeah, right, right, right. And and he was uh, was he kind of the impetus of putting together Chastain or what? Yeah, yeah. How'd that happen? Shredding stuff at that time, and he always wanted us on Shrapnel anyway. He was always trying to woo me over, you know. And I'm like, dude, I got CBS. Fuck you, you know. But. Stupid we are. But no, I just called him up. And, you know, I was heartbroken. I mean, I was, I'm sure I was bawling like a little bitch, you know. And uh, he just said, he, I, you know, I said, I think I got something for you. Within three days, I had a Chastain cassette. Within probably two weeks, I was in somebody's bedroom recording on a four track. I recorded Black Knight, Mystery of Illusion, Winds of Change. And don't ask me why Chastain back in those days even thought to work with a woman. I, I have no idea. I've never really discussed it with him. I just probably think maybe the ranges he was writing in. Um, and I was probably doing Mystery Revolution within two months. I mean, I got in right away. Wow. Okay, just, just a little background for maybe some of the listeners who uh, don't know this. But Shrapnel Records was uh, started by Mike Varney, but it was Shredder. always known as a yeah. small a Shredder yeah. guitarist yeah. label, okay? A small yep. kind of almost independent label, okay, uh, in the 80s. And they put out a lot of music just like Chastain. And uh, this is what they were known for. Now, Dave Chastain himself was in a band called mm-hmm. CJSS, yeah. based out of, I believe, Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, he was known as a shredder. So it was a perfect combination to get him on yeah. that label. But, you know, he, Vaughnie must have. Well, yeah, and I think, you, you know, he's right? such a prolific songwriter. I think he really, I mean, he's just always writing stuff. Um, and I, yeah, he just wanted to do something mm-hmm. with his own name, you know, and, and again, I think he just, and you know what, you're making me go back. There was this woman, this great kind of um, R&B singer around here. God, she was Peter Marino's girlfriend at the time. Her name was Jennifer something. And she had this intense killer, killer voice. And I think that Chastain had heard her. And then they, he started talking to Barney about God, you know, rock girl and blah, blah, blah. And Chastain was like, hey, I got this girl. And, you know, it just worked. <laughs> yeah yeah 
All right. Well, the debut album for Chastain with you on on lead vocals came out in 1985, and it was called Mystery of Illusion. Now, you just mentioned Pete Marino. He was pretty much the producer, right? And Varney got the executive producer kind of of title. Right, right, right. I mean, you you know, I listened to this album last night and and I, I hadn't heard it. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I ever heard it in its entirety, but I listened to it last night, and I was just like, "Wow, you know, this stuff holds up." Okay, and you know, yeah, it's yeah. like Black Knight when yeah. the battle's over. The title track, "Mystery of Illusion." Uh, what was like that being your debut album? What was what was what do you feel was the strongest track you, on that it, album? It was Black Knight. I can remember when we recorded that. Yeah, Marino, yeah. and I was in the but it wasn't even a booth. Perry Sun is this huge freaking room, and I'm so hyper I could run around and do whatever I wanted when I was singing. But we were just listening to that, going motherfucker. Um, but but you know, Dive Bomb is re-releasing that. I I don't know if they may have already done it, but uh, and of course the production of the '80s, everybody was in the wind tunnel, right? I mean. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. With the half, sure. yep. And also endlessly, but endlessly. I mean, dude, you have to understand. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, so I was so bad. I was so green, and I learned this stuff like verbatim, you know. And then I went in, and they told all Chastain, Fontana, and Marino decided to change the whole melody, and I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> I mean, I was such an immature child. It was just a nightmare. <laughs> And again, I was, you know, I wasn't scared, but I was just nervous. But I always knew, especially back then, what was I, 24, 25? I mean, I could sing like a motherfucker. So I didn't really worry about it. But it was intimidating for me to be in the studio and for people sitting there and saying, do this and then do this and no, do this and then do it again. And then it was a, it was a little freaky. Now, one thing about Chastain that, that's great is you were prolifically putting out yeah. albums almost every year. Um, 85, 86, yeah, 87, definitely. 88. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm yeah, sure you were in yeah, between yeah, all that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, okay, so what, what, what was it like touring with Chastain? Was it different than, say, Rude Girl? Oh, God, yeah, we call him the general. Still, Chastain is yeah. by the rule book, dude. You know, like I said, I don't think democracy's working. I'm actually going through that now. Uh, Chastain set the rules, set the tone. We were not fucking around. We were on time. We were doing our job. Um, it was a business. It was like the freaking military. Yeah. But of course, we had a blast. Oh my god, I was freaking hanging out with you know Jeff Tate, Metallica, and Skid Row. I mean, it was awesome. I was never playing you know those arenas, but we would always play the clubs down the street and then go hang out at the arena. So it was great. The response was great. Um, and I'm looking at all those old videos now that. Uh, that, that Chastain found on beta and somebody put them out. It was great. I mean, it was the time of my life. And back, it was e- back then it was easy. It was, you know, it was very easy. But again, what? Now I'm going to ask you about, a, a, you mentioned the club. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned that you played the club. So I'm going to bring up a club here. Tell me if you have any, any memories oh of God, it, good of or bad. And that's Lamore's in Brooklyn. Oh my Brooklyn. God. All my college friends would yeah. come down there because I was such a loser in college and they couldn't believe that I was, you know, singing in front of this fucking shredder. I mean, yeah, Lemoris was fun. I'd come on anything in New York. <laughs> always crowded, always packed. That was a big club. Wasn't it like a thousand people? Nine hundred. Yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah, packed. about a thousand. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and the guys were hot. Yeah, great, great. Love Lemoris. Chastain and I still talk about Lemoris because we it was one of our favorite places to play. And I think we were back there every year. They were obviously really good to us. 
Yeah, yeah. I seen uh, really? Motorhead there a couple of times. I seen well, the Ramones the there. Yeah. yeah. Um, there used to be another. Well, there was another Lemoore's. Yeah, yeah. There was another Lemoore's actually in Queens yeah, I where, I, where I where I live I called Lemoore's East for there? a little while. I don't know. That was. Yeah, I think I did. You might have. Yeah, if it was yeah, the early yeah, yeah. '80s, mid '80s, you probably touring, did. I think, in '86. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Now '86, I was just going to mention uh, the Ruler of the Wasteland album. Okay. Um, with that one, you brought on uh-huh. Ken Mary on drums. Okay. The original drummer you had, Fred Curry, <laughs> actually went on yeah, to bigger I, things. I remember those days. He was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I got this call from Cinderella. <laughs> we were like, bye bye. Yeah. Wow. So he joined Cinderella, which, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. What, what are you going to do, right? So, um, uh, whose sure idea was it to bring in Ken no Mary? What was I'm the sure connection there? You know, again, it was it was a small. It still is a small musical family. Yeah. But back then, it was really small, and Mike Barney knew it. Well, he so, was yeah, in a band called now, Fifth but, Angel. Yeah. Um, oh, Mike Barney knows everybody. Really, he knew everybody back then. It was like, oh, what do you need? A background singer? Yeah. He had every. He knew everybody, so I'm sure it was just a hookup through Mike Barney. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the second album, Rule of the Wasteland, came out in 86. Now, you already had an album under no, your belt. No, we hadn't you toured. No, no, no. band no. under your belt. Look, Was think, it a little no, bit easier? Revolution, I think we just... No? Shit, no, I think we might have done a couple um, showcases. But no, we didn't really tour till the 7th, dude, because I remember Justine talking wow. about touring after Ruler, and I was like, oh, well, I have a boyfriend. Um, so yeah, I, we, we did not go out, and it was really, wow. really bad on my part because KNAC here in LA was playing the hell out of Rule of the Wasteland. But I, I think we only did a couple sound show, uh, yeah. like I said, showcases. I don't, we didn't tour till the seventh. Well, the yeah. seventh of Never, which came out in '87, that's your third album with Chastain. Now that's the one that I, I became aware of your band pretty much uh, because there was a. You probably remember the the. Uh, the oh, station yeah, 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 WSOU yeah. out of New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was the metal station that we all listened to. And uh, you know, they would play a lot of this kind of emerging thrash stuff. You guys were yeah. you know kind of in the middle of that. They would play seventh yeah, and ever yeah, the yeah, title yeah. track all the time. Um uh, yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's how I became aware of you. But um that was already your third album. So you really you didn't yeah. start a big tour until yeah, that like one. I, said, I think it was just put together like to be a project and for Jeff Sandy, you know, just masturbate and get his songs out there. And, you know, and mm-hmm. he was so busy. I mean, CJSS <laughs> was busy. So, I mean, it's kind of a fog for me, but, but we were just talking about that because when they re put out Mystery Evolution, I didn't remember a lot of this shit. So I was talking to him about it. But yeah, and like I said, I wouldn't go out for Ruler and then. Seventh came out and again. I know Seventh and Never was getting played everywhere, and it's like, holy God, listen to this chick, you know, blah. And it got picked up by a lot of people on the thrash yeah. side. So, yeah, that was the beginning. That was the beginning of it all. And one one thing that had changed too uh, is that you actually moved over to oh, Leviathan yes. Records, which was Chastain's. Yeah, he wanted to own everything, of course. Now that was a an amicable split yeah. with Barney, oh, yeah. or was oh, well, it? Yeah, you know, she talked to Mike Barney about that, but oh yeah, 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 I'm sure it was, and he still owns the first two records. You know, we can't do shit with him. So yeah, I'm I'm sure. I, right. Again, I don't know. I was never involved in the business, but everybody continued to talk for years. So probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then you know, continued on with uh, the voice of the cult in 1988. Uh, that was yeah. also on, on Leviathan. Now, what I noticed with that 
um, and I'm going to just maybe maybe you got a little story with this. When you look at some of the credits, the writing credits on the first yeah. three albums, it's pretty much Chastain. OK, but what I noticed with this one is there was a uh, two tracks off that one called Share Yourself With Me and a track called Soldiers of the Flame that you're actually yes. credited for the lyrics. Now, did you not write the lyrics? You know, on I, anything I, I prior seem to, to remember that, or presenting not too much. something. I think Soldiers of the Flame, I tried to get on um, a Mystery of Illusion because I just, it's just so funny, you guys. I just got a flashback <laughs> of like stuffing my face with like SpaghettiOs when we woke up because we stayed up at work at the recording studio, and Mike, Var- Mike Varney coming up to me and going, uh, leather, uh, we decided the soldiers of the flame isn't good enough to make a cut. And I was like, Oh, okay, whatever. Um, but then I don't remember really ever doing it again. And then I don't remember how it came about, but I remember handing chest a little piece, you know, pieces of paper with lyrics on it. And he just started working with them for me. So it, it just happened on that record. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't in a case oh, of God, like no, 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 no. Because sometimes bands, no, nah, I mean, look, sometimes look, even you know people, bands people change, change the way the they do their credits, happens. and you know, I, I'll do a track or two on Chastain records, but you know what? Yeah, Chastain is Chastain. People like it because of his Armageddon, you know, crazy lyric city, right? I mean, it's Chastain, and I was always fine <laughs> with that, especially not being a prolific songwriter. I'm a singer, dude, and I was always a singer, and I was fine with it. Yeah, I was absolutely fine with it. But one thing that was always interesting with your albums oh, with Chastain, yeah, the album covers. Oh, oh did you really I hate them? I, I kind of like them. Who did yeah? Oh my god, come on! Mystery of Illusion is actually is actually a cool cover. But what the fuck with the girl in the boobs? What is she? The fucking naked queen in the swamp? In front, anybody knows, <laughs> you, know, you know that I'm so anti fucking sexual bullshit. That's what I say on Instagram all day. Keep your fucking clothes on, girl. What are you doing? But anyway, I'm not sure what the bitch with the blonde hair was doing. Um, ruler of the wasteland, what is he? Saving Armageddon with the boot? <laughs> yeah. Never what, and there were so many people. Seventh of Never is good. Never. There was a French cover with a bug. I mean, voice of yeah. the cult. What is that? The mothership? <laughs> I, I, I hate I hate yeah, yeah, it is like it the mothership. Like Where the hell that is? But you know, it 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 yeah. it's it's like a timely kind of yeah. thing. You look that's at what other right. other bands right. were doing with the same out, album right? covers. Yeah, we you know? and you're like, oh my god, look at this cover. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for those who dare, it was just us. So you know, of course, shockwaves. Oh my god, I don't know who decided to. For whose dares were not bad. I'm sorry. That cover was not bad for for uh, those who dare. I thought oh, that, was okay. I thought that was a good cover. Was okay. It was like, oh, really? It's actually going to be us? But no, and I'm, I apologize. I don't know who did those covers, but that was just a <laughs> <laughs> God. I guess no, you didn't have no, a final say in that no, letter, huh? Then I was just like, okay. <laughs> and you know what? He probably asked me, because Chastain has wow. never been like that. We've always had a, a real special musical bond where he always respects my opinion, even though he might use his. He's like, so he probably asked me, and I was just like, yeah, cool. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Voice of, Voice of the Cult, Voice of the Cult would be the last album with uh, Ken Mary because, uh, once again, a drummer goes on to some bigger and better things, and <laughs> yeah. he hooked up we with Alice Cooper on the Raise yeah. Your Fist and Yell tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah, yeah. 
a lot of bands do in one way or another. <laughs> Sometimes it's they die, right? Thank God that Joy didn't Chester happen to you guys. Get a big gig, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Shockwaves album because that was like a well, that was know, a Leslie Leone solo again, album, right? Chastain wrote most of the stuff. These are pieces of music, literally, that I look. You know, they were on uh, cassettes in his closet that I would pick them out and say, "Hey, will you uh, right. will you finish this?" Uh, I did write. Uh, probably 98% of the melodies and I wrote all the lyrics. So I guess it was, but I mean, musically, it was just another Chastain record, you know. But I do like it. I, I still like right, that record right, right, a lot. Right. Yeah, and then the production Yeah, it holds up. Definitely better. holds I'm up. Like, can we yeah. produce it like I'm that in a fucking tunnel? And... Who, who did, did God, Dave yeah, produce that did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did that in guitar. I, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, there. I, I um, think so. I don't yeah, I guess it was just him and I in the studio, yeah. But again, again, that, that fucking record pisses me off. The only reason Road Racer, now Roadrunner, did that, they were just trying to woo him in to get to do For Those Who Dare. That's all that was about. They didn't do shit with it. It was, it was bullshit. That mm. whole thing was bullshit. It surprises me how well the record does now because they didn't do anything with it. Wow. But, yeah. you know, hey, look, sometimes it takes a while for something to kick in. do kind of some, uh, like, sexual bullshit. Like, uh, remember, um, what was the magazine that had Lady Killers? Was that Cream or, no, Kerrang. Remember that? And they would they would have, the, you know, like, Lorraine. Kerrang, Kerrang. Sucking on the sucker and all that stupid fucking shit. And I can remember they flew me out to New York. They wanted me to do yeah. one of those. And I'm like, great, but I'm going I'm to keep my clothes on. And they had me on a bed with, like, a that I had a t-shirt on and they wanted me to take off my bra and then they were like fanning this piece of pink material and I was like fuck you so that's <laughs> why they didn't do anything with it either I mean it was it was so sexual back then I mean everything everything in the world I mean I had labels that told me that they wouldn't sign me because no one wanted to fuck me. I think it was Electra back in the day. They said, you, wow. you, you are such a good singer. Oh, People geez. walk in, guys walk in and go, holy shit, look at her. But then they don't want to fuck you. So I'm like, are you kidding me? So it was just saying. And exactly. Who decided? I mean, they yeah, decided yeah, yeah. that. Who decided so that, right? Whatever, I mean, come on. that came up, I'm sure <laughs> not a very nice you person. Know. So they probably had a lot to do with my career. That, yeah, really. Well, it's pretty I mean, insulting, really. I don't, I don't blame you, really. Who cares? You know? Who can sing, you know? Yeah, I mean, and you would do I mean, they should have looked at it like, you yeah. know, this is a commodity you know, right here. This is a woman did. who could For hold her own with, with, sure. with the best of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, it was different times, right? Different times, you know? Um, okay, so one thing, too, is, and I had to really jog my memory with this, is I, I know you guys did some videos, but it, it, I don't recall you guys getting much play on MTV. There was, there was a, a station out of New York called U68 uh-huh. back when we had UHF stations and all that stuff. And, and they had a, a, a metal like hour or night, I think it was an hour or two on Friday nights, if I remember right. And uh, yeah, it, they would play you guys and they would play underground stuff stuff that mtv wouldn't touch but that was just a regional thing i mean you uh, didn't really get much mtv play right but that uh you know what was that on every saturday no yeah but not i don't recall you being in yeah in heavy rotation yeah introduce me it was like the look on his face a chastain featuring leatherly i mean it was such a drag for them 
Well, he well he was he he's a guy who didn't want to fuck you. Guaranteed. You know what else? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's but you know we were playing we were always in that reel that was on the big screen before the shows. But no, no, we never got a lot of a push. Yeah, we we just never did, and I'm not you know. Now you think that know. was because I, of the I reasons you just uh, mentioned? I, I also got to tell you, Chastain was always really guarded. I know there were a couple things that he made decisions on that used to really piss me off because I just wanted to get big and better and get on a stadium tour, an arena tour. And he kind mm. of didn't, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't really that into it. He hated touring. He just wanted to make music. And him being the general, I think a lot of his decisions had a lot to do with it too. I know he was always talking to major labels, but he was never satisfied with it. So I, I really think it, it was, a, you know, we just weren't one of those hungry bands going, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on. And, you know, they would just pass on us and there were 20 of us sitting around the corner, you know? So I don't think he was, he was very into it. Yeah. But it, 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 it sounds like you're, you know, between you and Chastain yeah. that, that, you know, integrity yeah. seemed to be a big, a yeah. big thing, you know, that you weren't going to sell out and be yeah. the, be the, be the sex pot yeah. lead singer. Okay. Or, you know, just to get on MTV. So that, you know, I got to hand that to you, especially at that time. <laughs> When, well, you know, that yeah. might have been what would have pushed you over, now, but then you would have. <laughs> you're, also, you're also making me think. I have a really quick story. Well, every, uh, Chris, every December, we would get a, a royalty checks from Kevin. And it was a big deal because I knew Mike and his wife, Kathy. I still love them. I would drive up to his freaking mansion in Katati and we would hang out. And he would give me these checks. So one day, you know, it was a few thousand dollars. And I was like, oh, my God. And he used to say to me. You're going to put another BMW in my garage. He goes, you should be making so much money. You're so talented, blah, blah, blah. And I said, dude, I don't care anything about money. I just want to, I just want to be famous. So, he said, <laughs> so I talk to him a lot now. And he goes, how does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I think I'll do it, dude. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now, going back to uh, the last album that you did with Chastain, mm-hmm. which is for those who dare, that came out in 1990. Um, the label, you did the a cover of, of Barracuda by Heart. Uh, really? Well, you were a Heart fan, fan, so you probably had no problem, Barracuda right? Just or no? Simple saw. Everybody knew it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, they made us do a cover. They demanded we, a cover? We would never. I still don't do covers. Oh, my God. And for a girl to do it. And I don't know if they, I don't know if they said do a Heart cover. I'm not sure where that came from, but I know nobody wanted to do it. We just did it literally. You can tell the way I sang it that I was actually pissed off. I just wanted to destroy it. So I think we went and did this. We did it in like 10 minutes. Well, I, I, I have to just give my, my two cents uh-huh. with this is, is I am not a hard fan uh-huh. too much. Okay. I like a few things, but really that song I always liked. But you, yeah, but you do thank it you. better than the original. And there's very few people well, that's, that can do songs better than the original. That, and you did. That's why I don't so. do covers. People are like, oh, do Dio. Do... Why would I do Dio? My God. You know, that, I, I'm with you. If you, can't, if you can't do it better, leave it alone. Yeah. If yeah. You can't do it better, a lot of times you can't do a song but justice. A lot, but I, don't yeah. like, I think they left it off the reissue, right? Exactly. It's not on the reissue. <laughs> just, just saying that. Really. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah I think I did there. read that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, during that time uh after that album came out you kind of no, we went on a US tour i think it was a world tour right yeah yeah no uh, just the we u.s did you, did you ever tour it was a nightmare 
Um, and no, Chastain would never go overseas. Yep. Oh, he, yeah, it was his choice. Nope. Okay. You know what? Not even Japan, that's huh? probably would have been wow. huge in Japan wow. and those places yep. if you were to go because they, they loved, they they loved, loved everybody. America. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't. He, Why didn't he want to go? Dude, he never wanted to tour. It was, he, he just did it for, I don't know, but he never, never, never liked it. And it's funny. Now that I'm out on my own doing this all again, now I understand because he's like, you don't understand. He sent me a list. He goes, you get the hotels because we never had management, really. He did it all. Set up the shows, got the deposit. Blah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you don't have somebody to help you, it sucks. And now I get it. He goes, I couldn't even play properly because I was busy all day long doing all the shit. He said he only did it to get chicks. <laughs> and he did. Let me tell you, Lo, he had something. Well, I'm sure it worked. Yeah, he actually said, <laughs> I hope he doesn't hear this. He said that to me the other, not too long ago. He goes, If I could still get the chicks, I would go out again. I'm like, Of course you could. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But no, he never, he wants to, he wants to be at home. He never wanted to tour. Yeah. That's, that's, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of mind blowing yeah. given the scene that he was in, you know? Yeah. Okay. Now, here's here's an interesting part of your story here because after 1991, you pretty much fall off the map. That's what I told you about the label. What happened? You know, the Chastain thing, I don't even remember that we talked about it, but it was totally amicable. Look, after For Those Who Dare, and again, nobody put, not that nobody pushed it. I'm sure they did, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there was a next step that he wouldn't take or it wasn't available. I was just, I. You know, there was obviously some rumor on about a Megadeth tour that we could have had and Doro ended up getting it. And the frustration was just insane for me. And I, I we were just going to take a break. To my knowledge, we were just going to take a break because we'd been going, what, four or five years. And and I went home and I was going to give myself six months. And if Chastain and I didn't do anything else, I was going to move along. So that's when I, I had meetings. That's the story I told you. I think it was Electra. Um, I went and met with, you know, there were labels at that time and nobody was interested in leather as I was. I mean, it, it, it was really humbling. I thought in my mind, I was so much bigger and so much more in demand than I was. And, you know, the couple offers that I got, it was just this compromising bullshit. So I just went away. I'm not, like I said, I wasn't going to do it. I, I didn't need to be famous. I didn't need to be on MTV. And it's like, I was so proud of what I had done. And I knew I'd already made an impression in the metal world. So I just went home. I came home and got into animals and started, you know, going to therapy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I, I, yeah, I just, I just, I just stepped Well, yeah, we've all been there. Yep. Wow. Okay. And that, you know, also at that time, the, you know, yeah. you're talking the early nineties, the, the yeah. industry was changing. You had grunge kind of being the whole thing. Uh, did you did you like you know over the last twenty the twenty years uh, that you were out of the business in a sense, uh, were, you know were you well, listening I, to any well, bands out at the time or what, what were you? What, uh, Jeremy came out with I loved how they all pouted, you did. right and, and you couldn't stand their fame. No, I really I really liked it all. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I stopped going to shows and stuff. I mean, I, I was yeah. It was now that I think about it, it was really pretty crazy. But I just I had to close the door to to totally not deal with it, not you know. And I actually had gotten a call from Vixen um, because I knew Roxy. I was doing demos for them hmm. for a period of time, and I can re- I can remember saying to my boyfriend at the time, "Wow, what am I doing? Right. Like, would I ever want to front Vixen? You know?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, the tours, everything." And 
but but then 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 again they had the same issue with me that I didn't look good enough. Yeah. And I can remember remember Mike Varney sticking up for me, and he was like, "Leather could look just as good as them if she did everything they did. If, if he was rude, if they got hair extensions, if she went to a a plastic. I mean, he went the whole thing, you know. But I uh, but I I stepped out of it for sure. I got into uh, you know, I got into animals. I I threw myself into the pit bull scene, and I just let it go. Wow. Well, but you decided to come back. And in, in 2011, uh, you got back with, I guess, a reunion yeah, well, with drummer Sandy was, Sledge and you started playing again. Due to the loss of Ronnie, I, 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 I was mind blown by that. I hadn't seen him in years or been in touch with him and I didn't even really know he was sick. And I found that out and I, uh, like, yeah. yeah, I, so I went down there to, you talk about Ronnie yeah, James, yeah, do you? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, okay. Just so everybody understands. I went down to his yeah. funeral and such. And I can remember thinking, um, thinking the conversations that I had had with him. And one of the last conversations I had with him, I was sharing frustration with him about breaking big and stuff. And he just looked at me and he goes, just don't stop. He goes, you are so good. Don't ever stop. So I remember him saying that. And I just started feeling like a, a little bitch. You know, God had given me this talent or whoever. And I wasn't doing anything with it. And so, yeah, I, Sandy and I went to the funeral together and we hooked up with um, Keith Marks, who was the sticks promoter guy. And he knew anyway, it just kind of fell together. But I sang in, a, in many, many years and I had been drinking a lot of wine. So I started going in and out of studios again, just recording stuff. And boy, would I destroy those recordings. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, that some of that stuff. Uh, well, after being, I got uh, to the Imagine point, Me Alive record. Sing again. Then we started doing that. We got in touch with, of course, Scott Warren and Jimmy Bain. Which, oh my God, I was like, I couldn't even speak. You know, being in the same room with them, we would go rehearse where they used to rehearse right. with Ronnie. But anyway, yeah, um, Imagine Me Alive came out of that, which was my step back into, it. and it's kind of a, a weird. I was listening to that the other day. It's pretty weird and mixed, terrible and stuff. But I like some of the stuff. Now, coming back after 20 years, okay, I mean, that's that had to be kind of like a culture shock, mind blowing experience. But did you did you notice that metal fans are loyal and and you still probably, you know, had yeah, some it, of the original it was fans that come out and see you, right? Uh, because I never I've never done good in L.A. ever. You know, Chastain was just never accepted there. But when we played shows, yeah, it was mm -hmm. it was very mind blowing. Um the loyalty and of course it was mostly women but yeah it was it was overwhelming well that's why i kept going you know that that's why things started happening from them because you know again you learn yeah. from ronnie oh my god these people were there for me it's like jesus you know at least i could sing for them so that that started the ball rolling for me yeah i mean what i've noticed over the years with you know the beginnings of social since the beginning of social media is there's so many like on Facebook and, and, and other sites, like so yeah. many groups yeah. dedicated to eighties metal. All right. And it's, it's something that, you know, whether it's the big or stuff poison. like Iron I mean, Maiden it's, yeah, it's everyone. or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. even you yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like the hair metal, the hair metal stuff is, is, is still huge in, in some quarters, you know, no. and it's just like, doesn't go away. And I think, I think it's even, I, you know, it's funny. Just to just to kind of like give my opinion here for a second is music now. I think 
you listen to it, the stuff that's popular and it's, you know, whether people using auto tune and everything is overproduced, yeah. nobody really sings. Okay. And then you listen yeah. to something like, like you, okay. Someone like you in, in Chastain and you're like, wow, this person's just yeah. belting it out. Can anybody even do that today? And it's like, you, you know, you, you, people are longing for this. Oh, and then God. now we've been, in this pandemic all year, all the clubs are closing and, 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 and the tragedy of that. But when we come out on the other side, uh, which will happen, I I think it's going to be like, yeah, there's going to be an, uh, a a resurgence of live music. Someone's going to do that. It has to happen. South America. Those people are insane. They dress like the eighties, talk like the eighties. It's eighties, eighties, eighties. They don't even know what year it is. They are so into it. It's, it's, a time warp. I love it. I love going down there. All the chicks have the blonde streak like me, and they're wearing the bullet belts and the the tiger spandex. I mean, it's killer. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you you know something. You kind of missed the boat a little bit when you when you when you got out of the business the early years yeah. in the nineties because yeah. that's when yeah. that really started. Yeah. All right, in 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 the nineties, bands that couldn't make it, they'd be playing you know, uh-huh. CBGBs or little or Irving Plaza in New York City. And they would go down to South oh, America, oh, yeah, Brazil yeah, or Argentina yeah, and play 50,000 seat soccer stadiums. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Ramones were one band that, that oh, really? did that. And yeah. that's how they made yeah, all they're their so hungry the down there. They're they so hungry down there. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah by playing South America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, you know, you, you like like Ronnie James Dio told you, you know, you kept you kept going. Okay. And when you came back, you had that Imagine Me Alive well, album. Chastain, and then Chastain, Chastain is, reformed in 2013. How'd that happen? Since Imagine Me Alive was done, you know, yeah. by ourselves, um, I was always talking to him about business and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, he's always been there for me. He, in, I've always been a press whore. That's a joke we have. I love doing music. I just want to be out there, out there, out there, out there. So he does anything to help me. So I think when he saw Imagine Me Alive come out and mm-hmm. he saw that I was singing again, he started saying to me in 2013, because I, I'm thinking about him, because I always say, hey, do I have permission? Because he owns everything. Do I have permission to go out and tour and do these songs? And he goes to me, he calls me Miss Lather. You know, he's from Georgia. Miss Lather, you can go out and do all the touring you want, honey. I'll just yeah. sit home and sell the music. You go sing. You go <laughs> So that in 2013, he said, I have stuff for a Chastain record. What do you think? And I said, let's do demos. If it's, we, we've got to do it as good as before, Chastain, and we can't do it. You know, we have a reputation. So um, that's how that came about, Surrender to No One, which I really don't like that record. I think the vocals are really bad on that record. Um, but it was a Chastain record with a great cover. So, I mean, it never hurts me, you know, to work with David. Well, yeah, look, you yeah. know, it was an it was yeah. an intermediate period for you. You know, you were just getting back. Oh, so, God. I mean, yeah, I think the yeah, fans, I'm sure the fans were happy to hear you. I thought a lot of songwriting. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. But I love the cover. <laughs> That's actually that. Well, that, no, that was actually my cover choice. But then you would and, come. You, sorry, I don't yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, I'm sorry. I saw that and I'm like, "That's the one. That's the oh. one. The big monster and the little person." Hmm. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, right. Now that then the next ass, was We yeah, Bleed yeah, Metal two yeah. years later. Oh man, and let me tell you, yeah, he it's a great that title too. To me, hated it, <laughs> and I still kind of don't like it. I'm like, dude, this is so first grade, simple, freaking 1982, freaking 
and and so he kept it off the record so we didn't do it yeah. and i gotta tell you he he was mixing that record and i was there with him so we were doing all this and like i like vocals especially after the 80s oh my god i i I wanted them raw. I wanted people to hear, well, like Leather 2, which is really raw. It's like, I want people to hear things that aren't, although I don't do autotune, but it's like, I want to hear when I've had a bad day. I want to hear when my voice fluctuates. I want to hear when I spit. Those are the kind of records I like, you know? Um, but anyway, I was kind of part of that. He kicked ass yeah. on that. He goes, you know what, Leather, I think I'm just going to mix this. He used to send it to some guy in Germany. I said, just do it yourself. And he did a killer job. So anyway, so anyway, we record it and I come home. And he says to me, well, we need more time. He goes, maybe I'll just, I said, why don't you do a, um, do a guitar piece like the 80s? He goes, yeah, yeah, maybe I'll do something. Well, within two weeks, he's calling me up and going, you need to go into a studio, Miss Lather, and do We Bleed Metal. <laughs> so, back then, you could go into studios. So literally, after work <laughs> one day, you know, I'm a vet tech, I told you. So fucking pissed, dude. I didn't want to do that motherfucking song. So I went up to yeah. my friends, and I just sang it five times, fucking pissed off. Blah! And that's what it turned into. It turned out pretty cool, didn't it? <laughs> Did not want to Definitely do great. Song. Yeah, yeah, that great record. Great definitely, you know. Whoa! Leather yeah, two, yeah. Leather now two. tell us about well, Leather 2 that came out uh, in 2018. David Chastain in 2014 about going to Brazil. He didn't want to go anywhere, so he passed this person on to me. I ended up going down there because they do uh, down there a lot where they hire bands and they have singers that go down, you know, like Blaze does it and um, Rob Rock. And um, so, you know, you get a band, you go down there. Right. I started going down there with this little three-piece band doing Chastain sets. Um and it just kind of grew. I did one in 14 and then I did one in 15. And then in 2016, uh, he, uh, this person was doing the Rob Rock tour. He said, Hey, you want to come down and open for Rob Rock? I'm like, fuck yeah. So I went down there and, uh, it was, uh, um, uh, Braulio, Dramon <laughs> and Vinny Tex and Damon Ross and Chiago Velasquez. I, it took me years to be able to say their names, but anyway, that was, that was, uh, the Rob Rock band. And I used all of them too, except for Vinny Tex, <laughs> the other guitar player. So, I mean, with Rob Rock, the shows were good. I mean, the clubs were cool, 800 to 1,200 people everywhere. I mean, they love him there. Um, so I was watching this band every night, just really digging it. I mean, you know, they're all young and long-haired, and, dude, they just want to play. They just want to play music. They have no jaded bullshit, like, from this country. So anyway, I started talking and saying, you know, this, I, this is my band. I think this is a band I've been looking for since I was 21. So we just all kind of started talking, and, I was honest with him. I said, look, you know, Chastain does most of the writing. I'm not a really big writer, but let's try, you know? So I got home and basically Vinny texts the other guitar player and I, we just started writing and leather two came out of it. Um, and, uh, and now I have another one basically written with him. So leather two, it was, it was such a great moment for me because mother of God, I had written a record with somebody. I'd done something without Chastain, you know? So it was really great. I got a lot of buzz. I got, uh, it was on, um, what uh, what label was that on? Dive level? Bomb and Rubicon and uh, I mean, different ones all over the world. I just licensed mm -hmm. it out. Um, and uh, and I, I must tell you, I had some good yeah, offers. Yeah, yeah, and again, you. the team, the gentleman that I had at the time representing me um, ended up not really being for the good, the good of me. But I was uh, negotiating with some larger labels. But I know that they wanted to wait to put it out and at the time we didn't want to do it and again in hindsight i should have done it but whatever um so two two was great two really did a lot for me um i did a i did a south american tour i went to europe with it 
Um, it was great. It was great. I, I was really proud of that record. I don't, right. again, uh, I'm sure there's many, many vocalists like me. I can't listen to most of my records. I can. It's funny. I can still listen to We Bleed Metal, but most records after I do them, I can't listen to them. I don't like them. I should have done it differently. I could have done it, but yeah, yeah. Um, and letter two now is beginning to a lot of people like say that, that to me because again it was done really it was done way too fast um i wanted the vocals really really dry uh, they were a little too dry in some places uh yeah but i but i i love it i'm so i'm so proud of it how do you feel about the change in the music business in the last 20 years with the uh, internet yeah, okay. and the way well, that everybody really, just kind of throws uh, yeah. things out there on and, one hand you know yay for everyone they can uh express themselves and stuff but i gotta tell you i liked it better back in the day when you kind of had to prove yourself i can remember thinking that in the 80s but you know we were out doing it i was out singing right. in clubs every night i was really making records on two inch tape i mean but again, as I, I can talk to you, I'm making records with people, a, a gentleman that lives in Portugal. I mean, it's great in that aspect, but I, I think you get lost in the sauce really easy. It's harder to, to stand out. I don't really think talent really isn't the key. Maybe actually talent probably never really was the key. It was a whole package. It was money, right place, right time, looks. I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think talent was something, okay. And I think like with a lot of bands, especially in, the, in that in that genre that you were in, yeah. it was similar to like yeah. you had to go out there and and earn your bones by playing live. And a lot of bands, uh-huh. whether they want to play metal or, or or you know whatever, they they don't want to go out there. Yeah. And earn their bones that, by playing live all over the place. I remember my dad let me go to my first and that's show. A shame. I remember how old I was. It was a Blue Oyster Cult show. And I walked into that freaking arena and heard that bass drum. Mm. That was it. I think I was in ninth grade. That was it. I had to do that. And then, of course, you know, being from Rochester, I would go get backstage at Fog Hat shows and REO Speedwagon shows at the Rochester Memorial. And I would just be like hanging out with the wives going, I was in high school going, oh, my God, I have to do this. And the wives are going, no, no, you don't want to do this. I'm like, yeah, I went and I'd be on the tour bus going, oh, my God. Yeah, it just the bug bit me really early. So I don't understand why people don't want to do that. I mean, it's it's, I mean, yeah, it's hard work, but you got to work at something, you know. Yeah, it's hard work. Well, that that's you just answered the question. It's hard work. All right. And, and a lot of people don't want to put yeah, in that yeah, work, but yeah. they also want to be famous by the time they're 30. So it's well, it's kind of yeah, like, I don't know. you I'm can't, like you know, you can't time. have it All both ways. They have, and, they have uh, millions and millions of followers and they put oh, out me a too. song on YouTube yeah. showing their boobs. I'm going, wow. So, you know. Yeah. But it's it's the yeah, dumbing, you know, it's it's not the dumbing down. It's not that I, I, that's really talent. It's that's that the, the bar is so low. You know, <laughs> goes down or someone buys it out or something, and all these girls are going to wake up and go, "I'm not a model." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I, I'm right. A, you know, my opinion, my opinion doesn't matter, and I'm not jogging anybody. But no, and you never was. That, well, Ronnie Dio used to say that to me. The U.S. became the land of American Idol. Not saying that those people haven't worked their asses off, but let me tell you, once they become American Idol, they know what it's like. I mean, you have to work your ass off. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, you got something coming out. 
uh, a new album now. Yes, I understood it yes, to be yes. a working title of "We Are the Chosen." Is it still uh, that? We are the chosen. We are the talk chosen. about we it. Are talk the about chosen. it. Well, uh, I'm, my guitar player Vinny that I'm working with really, um, he's definitely he doesn't write lyrics, but he definitely has an idea of what he wants to hear. And we just, I don't, I think I saw that somewhere one day or something, or I heard it on a movie or something. And, and we, we kind of have an attitude going into this record um, because we feel that we were played a little bit by the, the team that we had at the time. And we're getting dogged a lot by, by, as we all do. But so we are the chosen was uh, it just something that we started writing and it came together. Oh, it, it, since it's the name of the record we're making, it actually reminded me of early Chassain. We're making it kind of really epic with, you know, a bunch of keyboard pads and uh, it, it just really fit. And then I did a photo shoot for the cover, which by the way, um, Marcelo Vasquez is doing my, did my cover. He's the Slayer, the Slayer machine head guy. I mean, the cover is just sick. Um, okay. But yeah, it, it's just going to be a really good song. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought it was really strong and it just worked out well. We do. Are you set for a 2021 hoping. release for I that record? record? I record in Poland, so we're waiting till we can get over there. Yeah. And again, uh, stories, Vinny Tex, my guitar player, co-writer was in at this death metal band like everybody was when they were in their 20s he started they were called unearthly and they were to record at hertz studios yeah. in poland well who records their behemoth vader hate all these freaking sick bands yeah well, we he got when we did letter two the, the first rave mm -hmm. of the vocals we decided we needed to do them again so we were out on the road we were close to poland so we call up the hertz brothers Slavic and Warchuk, I think. I'm probably saying their names wrong. I'm sorry, guys. I love you. I know it's Slavic. And he goes, yeah, come on. He wanted to do something more melodic. And oh, my God. So we presented him, too. He did uh, every song except one. We did the vocals over again, which, again, you know, you talk about working your ass off for somebody my age who doesn't tour anymore. You know, I'm doing shows every night. And then I went there. I had five days. To, you know, I had to do a song every day. But they were just incredible what they did and the way they made me feel. I hadn't been in a real recording, recording studio, you know, in 127 years. I mean, it just happened. And they were looking at me going, God, you know, we should have done this record from the beginning. So anyway, I, I'm going to go back to Hurt Studios as soon as uh, hopefully spring, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with COVID and stuff. But I have, uh, I have eight songs written. So I'll yeah. probably do three or four yeah, more. Yeah, everything is on hold. Okay, that's great. Oh, now, dude, is there any please. chance of some I U.S. Like dates? Is there any desire to do that? I talk to people every day because I agree with you. I think when this COVID thing is up, the flood the, the floodgates are going to blow, and I have to find a way to be part of that. Um, I hooked up with a, a promoter over in Italy, and she's working on Italy and you know blowing back through Germany again. Um, mm. I, I'm trying, I'm trying, but I've never really done well here. I had a um, a U.S. tour. <laughs> that was booked with Grim Reaper with uh, the leather two album that ended up again, because of the representation ended up falling through, but I, I would love to dude. I, I'm looking at my passport. I'm ready to go. I just need to get some new sneakers. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I could, I could live on the road. I could live. On the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. Yeah. 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 Now you definitely are a road hound. That's for sure. You know, you. all right. So we're going to be looking oh, forward absolutely. to this album. We are the chosen yeah. coming out, uh, hopefully 2021. Uh, okay. And, and please, uh, okay. you know, have, have Mike contact us or you can contact me. Uh, yeah. Let, you know, let me know when yeah. it's coming out. I'll start plugging it a little bit. 
Okay. All right. And, 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 you know, we just really? found out like two weeks ago that we're like big in Sweden. Yeah. Really? So yeah. Like number 62 <laughs> in podcasts out of, well, out of the top. I don't know how it happened, but, but, to, but it just did. So, you know, so let much. us, let I us know. We'll get the word out. Accents. I miss, you know, the skateboard guy, <laughs> hanging out with Munzee. I can't even understand him anymore. I love New York. 33rd, 3rd. I mean, I was there in uh, 14. I played uh, at Doro's, um, I don't know what anniversary <laughs> it was, or 30th. I don't know. But I just miss it. I miss New York so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you come back here, Woo! okay, get in touch. And, cool. you know, Rob's, yeah. Rob's Thanks, a bartender. Yeah. I really appreciate okay? the And we'll, we will hook you up. Anything else? We will hook you up. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on and, and keep in touch and uh, Great. best Love of luck. Stay yep. safe. And so uh, we're going to hear Thank from you. you soon, hopefully. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Not bad. Pretty good. Rob. She, she was good. Not she was bad, man. Good. Not bad. She had she's had some great stories, too. Yeah, definitely. So let me uh, yeah. hang up and I'll uh, nice. call you back in a few. Okay, bye. Okay. Bye.